Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Welcome, everyone. Today, my guest is editor Angelica Light to talk about lender news as we head into 2023, including layoffs, exec changes, and lawsuits, as well as new products and programs. Angelica, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Wow, have we had a lot of lender news in the last two weeks. Lots of stuff happening with lenders. So we're just going to dive right in there. And I would love to start first with one of the largest lenders, obviously, and that's Rocket. We've had like four or five stories over the last two weeks about uh, some good news and bad news for for Rocket. Let's start with some of the uh, bad news. Uh, They did do some layoffs, but it was pretty small. Tell us about that. Yeah. So... um Rocket recently um, announced that they were restructuring their marketing team, which I think resulted in about uh, 20 job cuts. So nothing, nothing massive, but looks like they um, cut some of the professional services companies that were affiliated with them. And that resulted in, in uh, job cuts. So, you know, one of the things that's really stood out about Rocket this whole last year is that they were one of the very few in 2022 that did not do any layoffs. They did do buyouts. They did do some other things, but they did not do layoffs. So this was, um, this is news, but as you said, I mean, 20 out of the, uh, that's a giant organization and it's, you know, uh, in their marketing team doesn't seem quite, you know, quite the big story that it sounds like when, if you read the headline. For sure. Yep. And they've still got about 5,700 active loan officers and, you know, nearly 2,000 branches. So um, in the grand scheme of things, 20, 20 people being laid off is not ideal, but it's not not huge. Sure. Um, so more of the, you know, challenging news for them would be the fact that um, they have been sued now uh, for allegedly failing to pay overtime wages. Can you dig into that a little bit? Yep. Uh, you know, recently... Uh, some former bankers filed a class action seeking lawsuits. Um, basically, what they're saying is that the lender failed to compensate for the overtime wages. Um, back in April and August, they had uh, Rocket had imposed a voluntary buyout program. Um, they cut down on the number of employees, um, and the remaining employees say that they were uh, facing pretty heavy pressure to bring in more business, um, and so in turn worked extra hours. Um, but uh, those hours, which should be billed at one and a half times the hourly pay, they say did not get paid. So there is a lawsuit that was filed um, to recoup some of those uh, back wages. Interesting. You know, we're seeing so many, um, you know, we've seen some pretty spectacular layoffs and um, pretty bad layoffs or, or treating workers badly. So this isn't along that line. So for instance, I think about, you know, what's happening over at Twitter, for instance, <laughs> if you're a, a big Twitter follower, it is uh, pretty crazy and and seemingly daily have things up, but our industry is not immune. And this is really interesting that um, they're, they're facing that and they're not the only ones. Um, what did Rocket say in response? What was their comment about the lawsuit? Yeah, they had a pretty strong uh, response to the lawsuit. Um, what they said was that this was, you know, um, a desperate last minute attempt by a group of former employees who knowingly and willingly violated the terms of their employment, um, which is you know, a pretty strong statement against the against the allegations. Um, and they also told us that they were fully expecting uh, the claims to be tossed out as they proceed forward. 
Yeah, and it looks like there's about 10 people on that, uh, the plaintiffs for that for that lawsuit. So it will be interesting to see. Um, I do think there's just a heightened awareness because of Twitter and other things, you know, of um, workers' rights or, you know, maybe, maybe a zeitgeist right now of like, make sure that your um, employer is treating you, uh, you know, has good labor practices in a way that maybe even a couple years ago we didn't see just because this has been such a such a year like that. So so that will be interesting to see. On the good news side for Rocket, they did have quite a few, um, you know, they've rolled out some things in the new year and right before the new year. So let's talk about some of that. Um, the latest was they rolled out a new initiative with zero credit report uh, fees for brokers. They did. Yep. Um, I believe we reported on this on Tuesday. Um, they are charging $0 credit report fees um, at a time when credit re- credit report costs have gone up significantly for um for some of the you know lower and middle tier uh lenders um i believe they've gone up about 400 percent for for a large swath of of lenders and about 200 percent for approximately six lenders in a middle tier um and about 10 percent for the top tier which only has about 46 lenders in it uh, so costs of costs of fico reports have gone up significantly and rocket is rolling out this program to cut those costs out. Well, and this is specifically for the Rocket Pro TPO, right? So this is for uh, brokers. And um, that's, you know, that's something that brokers are trying to uh, differentiate themselves from um, other kinds of lenders from the from the retail uh, space. So it's interesting. And, and you know, this follows um, Rocket's competitor, United Wholesale Mortgage, which announced a flat fee charge of $37.35 for brokers who order credit reports for UWM loans. So, you know, we, we see these two big companies, um, especially, you know, wholesale in the wholesale space, going back and forth, really trying to have the most attractive um, terms for brokers and for the broker's borrowers. Right. So this story quotes Rocket Pro TPO's Executive Vice President Mike Fawaz, who is less than a week into that new position. Um, So he used to be Senior Vice President of Sales at Rocket Pro TPO, and he stepped into this position, which used to be occupied by Austin Nemiak, who was named Chief Revenue Officer at Rocket Mortgage. So a lot of uh, moving around of executives over there at Rocket for the new year, getting positioned for um, what's what's ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Fawaz's new focus will be on driving sales um, in addition to operations and marketing. Um, and this is one of the, the first uh, initiatives that he's rolled out in this new role. That's exciting. We also had um, last week Rocket Mortgage, uh, you know, announced the launch of a program for underserved borrowers. So this is one of the special purpose credit programs, um, and it it gives seventy five hundred dollars in credits to first time home buyers to use toward their mortgage costs. So definitely a um, something that the mortgage industry is more focused on this year than typical, right? We have we have much less volume, and and definitely um, serving underserved borrowers is is definitely a focus this year in a way that maybe we haven't seen in a couple of years. Not that, not that it's not always on the radar, but I think that when you're dealing with record volume um, of refis is probably not front and center. So interesting to see that and to see some pretty significant things happening at rocket just in the first two weeks of the year. Let's talk about loan depot, which um, also is uh, facing a lawsuit. What's going on there? Yeah. Uh, rocket is not alone in, um, in the allegations of uh, failure to pay overtime wages. Um, Loan Depot has also been sued um, 
for a wide swath of things um, related to work conditions, but that includes uh, back pay um, and overtime wages. Uh, they also allegedly failed to provide uh, meal and rest periods. They um, allegedly failed to reimburse work-related expenses or provide accurate wage statements or to pay wages upon termination um, or maintain records of hours worked or earned. Um, so quite a few allegations in this lawsuit, um, which was filed by a group of former employees um, in California. You know, Lone Depot was one of the companies, one was one of the lenders that laid off employees and laid off actually thousands of employees in 2022 and temporarily suspended the 401k match program as well, starting in October. So, you know, they're definitely taking cost-cutting me measures, but, you know, what was their response to the lawsuit? Yeah, they, uh, they actually didn't respond. Um, so no response from them yet. Yeah, according to the the lawsuit, the providing loan services is... Time, so you know the the plaintiff said you know that it it's time sensitive, rigorous, and nonstop, and so you know they they were frequently prevented from taking timely meal periods and rest breaks, and we know that I mean across the industry it's a you know it's a grind. It's this is not an easy job. A lot of times you have to um, you know grind it out. But um, I think one of the things that came up with Lone Depot was at the time that they were doing all the layoffs, they were also giving the top execs some pretty generous pay raises um, in higher base salaries and bonuses. So I think that that's always a challenge for companies as they seek to keep some of their executives who do have the opportunity to jump other places, right? They want to they wanna incentivize them to stay and help things uh, through the hard times. At the same time, during those hard times, they're laying people off. So it can be a, a, it can be a bad look, even if it's good business. Sure. Right. And we actually spoke to a few of those employees um, who told us that it was it was tough to stomach uh, watching the pay raises and uh, base salaries and bonuses um, increase for for top level execs at a time when uh, other cost cutting measures were were affecting them. So. So that's what's going on in some of the larger lenders, but you know, smaller lenders are definitely not immune. And actually, we're seeing lots of um, M&A activity and also, you know, just uh, cost-cutting measures. One of those, North American Savings Bank, which is Kansas City, Missouri-based, it's going to it announced it's going to shut down its consumer direct mortgage division and lay off employees. Um, so you know, no one is immune, and unfortunately, you know, we're seeing this. I know I talked to Bob Rokesmith um, recently, the president and CEO of the Mortgage Bankers Association. And he felt like there was still more um, to be cut as far as personnel in the mortgage industry, even after all the cuts that were made in 2022. So unfortunately, I think that we're going to see some of this, especially the first quarter or the first half of 2023. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're seeing that news uh, pretty regularly at the, at the moment. Um, and it looks like NASB is going to uh, have those changes effective on March 7th. So um seems like the the laid off employees and the um shutdown was you know something that was announced pretty early on there's tons of tons of chatter about it on social media as well it's nice to um get some heads up there right for their um employees uh and i wanted to mention that this is something that is really near and dear to housing wire 
Um, during COVID-19, we had a jobs board so that people who were laid off could, um, uh, you know, look there. So we asked, you know, any lenders who are hiring or anybody in affiliated spaces to put their jobs there. So it'd be easy for mortgage professionals to find it. Um, we don't have that up and running in the same way, but we just had, uh, Clayton Collins, our CEO just rolled out a form and I, I put it on, um, LinkedIn and I'll, I'll make sure it gets linked to this podcast. And it's a, um, for the HW plus community, like making career connections. So it's, it's a form to collect information about job candidates and open roles, active hiring managers from within our community. And it's a way that we can really, um, you know, be the conduit for people finding new jobs, people finding new great employees. And so I'm excited about that because it's, it's been something that's really hard for us. We care about this industry. It's hard to just have, you know, lots of bad news about layoffs. Um, but understanding that that's how the cyclical business works and that's how um, some of the strongest players are going to set themselves up for success in 2023. But we still want to, you know, to the extent that we can help people, um, find a soft landing. So I would, I'll, I'll put that in there, but that's something for people to check out. Um, along that line, not that we were involved, but good news. Um, former uh, Finance of America exec, exec Catherine Amore uh, joined Guaranteed Rate. Um, so she's taken a role there um, and we're excited about that. Uh, she's Senior Vice President and Head of Enterprise Products at Guaranteed Rate. Uh, so she joined the uh, capital markets team where she's going to oversee all product offerings in this rapidly changing market. So um, fun to see somebody land somewhere, um, you know, going from finance of America to guaranteed rate. Love to see that happening as well. Well, let's switch a little bit from lenders and let's talk about um, an article that we did this week or maybe even today uh, about Meta and, you know, um, some some of the uh, consequences that they faced after a lawsuit um, about housing discrimination. Yeah, absolutely. So this one's pretty interesting. Uh, Meta, who owns Facebook, um, has been advertising housing ads on on Facebook and targeting them via machine learning or AI to um, to users who it feels uh, will be best served, I suppose, by these ads. Um, but the machine learning tool allegedly uh, violated fair housing laws. Um, and so they just settled with the Department of Justice um, and are rolling out a new system that will address some of the uh, housing ad discrimination on Facebook. I believe they were looking at like very particular demographics to determine um, who should see these ads, including... Um, including factors like race, national origin, and gender, which, you know, is is a protected uh, those are protected factors. So um it looks like this new system is supposed to be a fix for the discrimination that, that users were facing via this machine learning. Yeah, you know the the lawsuit alleged that Meta enabled and encouraged advertisers to target housing ads to users by relying on the race, color, religion, sex, disability, familial status, and national origin. And all of those metrics are um, really problematic for fair housing, right? It's very common in, you know, obviously all advertising is pretty targeted these days, but when it comes to housing and ads for housing, um, you know, people have to be really careful. So interesting to see them and that they, um, this happened in the summer, I believe, but now, you know, they're rolling out a new system to address it. And I think that this is going to be key because if they can figure this out, if, if there are ways around this, um, that's going to be helpful for other things too. We're, we're looking at AI to, uh, help solve the, uh, racial bias that, 
we have seen in um, the appraisal process too. So it's interesting to me that they are looking to this to uh, a different a different program, a different system that's going to address what was algorithmic discrimination. Um, and I think it's like kind of like fighting fire with fire because I believe this is also AI based. So be interesting to watch. And I think it has implications for um, a lot of people, not just people who want to target, you know, consumers for this. But like I said, for the uh, racial bias in the sense that, you know, one of the big questions has been, what is the role of AI in helping um, curb racial bias in uh, in appraisals? And it's not clear yet how that works. There are a lot of companies working on that. This is a a problem that the Biden administration has put a huge focus on and that people within the industry, you know, want to do the right thing on, but it is not always clear how you get there. So I'm going to be watching this especially and see what does this look like and, you know, how do they help determine um, how to do this in a way that is effective, right? I mean, they, they run an ad business. So, uh, it has to be effective, but it cannot violate all these um, really specific uh, housing discrimination laws. Sure. You know, and what's interesting about this case, I, I think, is that um, it, Meta won't just be given free reign to roll out this system and and um, and work on discrimination on their end. They'll be subject to court oversight. And I uh, believe that their compliance will be regularly reviewed as well. So it'll be interesting to, to see what comes of that. Uh, I believe the the review and compliance oversight uh, is in effect until mid-2026. So um, there'll be a, a lot of learnings, I think, that come from this. Yeah, you know, um, the uh, spokesperson for Meta said that, you know, across the industry, approaches to algorithmic fairness are still evolving, particularly as it relates to digital advertising. But we know we cannot wait for consensus to make progress. So it is. it looks like an iterative process, which is only right for a um, tech company, but one that um, could have that a lot of other companies will be looking at because, you know, very few probably have the, the reach or the money that Meta has. So if they can help figure this out, this will be helpful for a lot of people. Well, Angelica, that is a great wrap of what's happening with uh, lenders. Just even in the past week, it's wild. I think 2023 is going to be even more of that. Um, I would uh, encourage our listeners to check out our YouTube channel. Uh, It's called Housing Wire. There's a shocker. We put behind the scenes and video content on that channel, behind the scenes of the podcast and video content of the podcast on that channel. So take a look. Let us know if we're uh, delivering what you want there. And we're pretty excited about that. We're doing a lot of new things with social, with video, uh, with audio. So uh, I know we have some really um, devoted fans to this podcast. Love that you listen and let us know what we can be doing better. And Angelica, thank you so much for being on. Yeah, thanks for having me. How have the 2022 housing market forecast changed? Or how is the industry navigating the shift to a purchase-driven market? HousingWire's premium content program, HW Plus, answers questions like these and offers a variety of member-exclusive benefits that are tailored to what you need to stay competitive and agile in today's fast-paced market. Go to housingwire.com forward slash membership to join today. With your HW Plus membership, you get access to longer form digital content, the HousingWire magazine, 
member-exclusive rates to in-person events like Housing Wire Annual, and more. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to take a minute to rate the show and leave a comment. And make sure to tune in tomorrow for more news and insight.